This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth Driver with a red carbon face for better energy transfer and more ball speed. Welcome to the Carbon Age. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Welcome to the RBC Canadian Open Golf Talk Canada on location live. The gang is all here, Zacchino, Weeks, Scully, and we're doing it for five days. For the first time, we're making radio history, okay? Let's just put it out there, making radio history. They dusted us off, dragged us out, and said, give us five days of GTC from the RBC Canadian Open. And this is what, boys, when you wait three years for your national championship to to return, people do crazy things. This is one of them. (laughs) you got to be... uh... (laughs) You gotta love it, though. Here we are, live on the 16th hole, and uh, just beside the 16th tee. And I, I tell you, walking over here from the uh, media center, it's amazing how much infrastructure there is. The build-out is as big as I've ever seen it yep. anywhere. And uh, this is going to be a great week. And just as we started and coming on air, look like the sun's starting to pull ah, through. Yes, sticking there it out go. there. Let's uh, let's get a bounce on the weather this week. The mm-hmm. forecast uh, looks great, or certainly improving compared to what it originally was. Of course, we're at St. George's Golf Club here in Toronto, just off Islington. Uh, for those of you uh, in the Toronto area listening this morning on TSN 1050, for those of you listening on uh, other TSN uh, platforms or iHeartRadio, I uh, we're really kind of in the T dot for the first time in, in, in a long time. He actually walked he did. to work today. <laughs> he did. This I love real, that. This is a real home game <laughs> for me. I got VIP parking from our uh, our good friends at Mr. Butcher. I got VIP parking. So. I, I did not. I, I did drive in. Mm. But as Bob was saying, the infrastructure – Around the first tee, whew, like it's borderline rider cup. I haven't There's, been to the first tee yet. Have they said how many fans can they can they fit on the first tee? Uh, I have not. Heard but that. but like there's there's a I'll, good I'll amount. Go and, I'll go and count the seats after. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> you've got nothing because you've got yeah, entire hour, second hour. Bob's just counting. Yeah, yeah. But well, no, it's awesome to be here again. Well, it's I'm hoping because we're here and we're on location, and and the and TSN 1050 is going to be here all week. Um, Overdrive is going to be here with us for five days, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, first up, the first up boys are going to join us in Overdrive as of Wednesday, I believe, moving forward. Mm-hmm. So with the the location uh, adjacent to sixteen, uh, the rink, the par three, I'm hoping the Golf Talk Canada and and the network this week turns into like a seventies or eighties late night talk show host where people are just popping in, like all of a sudden the curtains open, Dean Martin comes strumming, uh, strolling in with a cocktail and sits down and has a chat. So hopefully we, you know, maybe LA, we get Lawrence Applebaum and a few other uh, surprises throughout the week, which Rory I'm sure McElroy, we'll maybe. Well, Rory, you know, you never know. Rory could see Bob and say, you know, that's the uh, curling hall of fame member. <laughs> the, you know, Anyway, we got a busy show, guys. Of course, uh, we're going to break down all things Canadian Open all week. Um, what's the course going to play like? There's a lot of unknowns. We've we've been on location a few times leading into the tournament, a couple of weeks apart between the media day that Bob and Adam were at. Were at. I missed the media day, media day, got here a week later, and kind of experienced the same thing that you guys experienced. Um, how's this going to play? How severe is this rough? We're going to have to take a walk around this afternoon and, and have a closer look. Uh, this moisture is not going to make this rough play any easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the card says 7,100. Are we going to see 71 this week? Bob and I are like, yeah, we don't think so. Uh, I'm so, not sure that card's all that yeah. accurate. It's probably pretty <laughs> close, but right. uh, but yeah, it'll be it'll 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 still 
Provide enough of a test, yeah. though. With, uh, with soft conditions, uh, they're likely going to go low, but playing a par 70, you know, what's this number uh, land at? A uh, huge amount of qualified Canadians in the field. Uh, world number one here, defending champion Rory McIlroy. We will jump into the field. Unfortunately, we've got to talk uh, the Blood Money League uh, a little today because it kicks off this week uh, with the Live Golf Series in London. And, of course, the big Dustin Johnson news, the shocker. Uh, but there's more uh, than just that. There's going to be – it's 54 holes. It's going to be a shotgun start. Um, did you get pick up your mulligan tickets? Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, not everything has to go in the hole, guys. There's, there's a there, – this is legit. There's a snake draft to, you know, because yes. they have teams. So yes. there's going to be the captains, and they're going to have a snake draft. And that's pick, coming pick on – Thursday evening? Uh, no, it starts Thursday. Starts Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Of course it ends on Saturday because yeah. Greg Norman runs the league. So it's right. 54 holes. It <laughs> right. ends on Saturday, so you, no one has to gag on Sunday. That's it makes right. complete sense. Um, <laughs> so is this kind of like a fantasy football, like a snake draft? So Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So Great. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, uh, we don't have an official Phil Mickelson announcement yet either. Mm-hmm. No, there's one spot they're still holding. Uh, from what I understand, they're still – negotiating with Phil whether he wants to leave Exile Island right. or what he wants to do. Um, the other thing I've heard, too, is that the next tournament they'll have, there'll be more players, more PGA Tour players will be going. Uh, not necessarily Dustin Johnson-type names, right. but there will be more names that you will recognize right. who are going to make uh, make the jump over there. So they're getting more and more inquiries, I guess, as, uh, as the first right. event makes it like it's real. We'll get into this. And, of course, the reaction from the PGA Tour is also going to change how some of those things happen. We'll do winners, weird, and what leaderboard updates from around the world of golf. But first, let's hit it with some news and some headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger. Everybody knows one. Minji Lee wins the Women's U.S. Open in dominant fashion. Uh, Quite impressive. I had the opportunity to catch some of it. I did not catch all of it as I was kind of glued to to Memorial uh, this week. But, uh, wow, dedicated herself to fitness, has put on a ton of muscle, lived in the gym, 20 yards longer than two U.S. Opens ago. Think about that. In, in, In two Women's Opens, she has gained 20 yards in a three-year period. She goes out. She wins a big one. Uh, quite the performance, Bob. It is, and it's uh, the scoring record for the U.S. Women's Open. I mean, it's um, it's something to, to behold. And, and I, I don't know. It's uh, The biggest thing to me was that purse. Mm-hmm. Mike Wan, of course, is now the head of the USGA, and he was for a long time the LPGA Tour Commissioner, and he bumped it up. It was the first time that a, um, that a second-place finisher got more than a million dollars. And there are only something like 200, 200, 205, I think, LPGA players in history who have won more than a million dollars in their career. Wow. So it's a big statement this tournament was, and uh, nice to see Minji Lee putting a performance together. It really was, and, and that was great to see the purse increase and the $1.8 million uh, for Minji Lee to go on and win. But how about Pine Needles as a golf course? I was just oh, going to say. Oh, my goodness. That is just you know yeah. where it's located, the runoff area. Yeah. So, many, so much creativity around the greens. You saw players putt shots off the greens if he went a, went a little too hard down some slopes. So I really enjoyed watching that golf I course. I love any golf from that part of – of the country like that just that sand belt sand uh sand hills country mm-hmm. of north carolina obviously piners number two being the most famous or the flagship of the area but you know mid pines pine needles tobacco road pinehurst number four uh i mean the list is endless of quality quality golf in that area absolutely love it and it's 
it's one of the closest things America has to like a European linksy kind of, you know, f- fabric to it, if that makes sense. I mean, you can play shots on the ground. There's there's a look and a character to the type of golf in the region that is that is that is strictly that part of the country and nowhere else, right? And mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I thought it was really special. And uh, and, and Brooke making her return to play, yep. which was interesting. Yeah. So I, what are we? How are we feeling about this return? I just looked up her stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is after a month off. She was 11th in driving distance, right. 5th in fairways and regulation at 92%. 92? 2nd in greens and regulation, and unfortunately, T68, which is uh, dead last in putting. Uh, so, unfortunately. So you wonder if that's com- competitive rust or that sort yeah. of thing with Brooke. But, I mean, good to see the fairways up with the, the new driver in play, that sort of thing. Because yeah. that was a huge question mark going, and that still is a huge question it's mark. Still, yeah. she's still at, she was averaging 270 off the tee, wow. so that's so she, really yeah, yeah, wonder yeah. what well, she was before. I remember I looked a couple of weeks ago. It was actually last week I, I mm-hmm. looked. There's a two-yard difference right now on the average from a year ago to now. So I don't think this is the distance is, is right. not a factor because right. uh, theoretically speaking, if you think about this, we, we, she wasn't really using a 48-inch driver, no, right? She right. was using a 48-inch driver that she turned into a 46-inch driver. Exactly. So this is more just a feel and a balance and a weight, a swing weight issue with the driver, which apparently she has figured out. Speaking of U.S. Open, uh, longest day in golf. Bob, you had some scores already. What is the longest day in golf? Well, it is U.S. Open qualifying. We are trying to lock in the last spots for next week's U.S. Open. One of the locations is just down the road in Milton here at Rattlesnake Point, where uh, they are having a qualifying site. There are PGA Tour pros on location at Rattlesnake Point trying to play their way into the U.S. Open today, but this is happening all around the country, Bob. 22 players for three spots out there, and uh, quite a number of Canadians in the field. Brandon Hagee is uh, American, is currently leading. He's at 5-under. Owen Mullen, a Canadian amateur, is at 4-under. Um, Michael Gligic, 3-under through 5 holes, so that's nice. kind of nice to see. It's it's as you say it's 36 holes. There's a long way to go, but you know names like JJ Spawn, Grayson Sig, uh, Paul Barjon. There's a few notable names out there. You can go out and watch too if you're still listening. They'll yeah. be playing till dark. Yeah, they'll much. be playing till dark. And this is all around the continent, right? In all different parts of the world, there's a qualifier happening out in Oregon. There's qualifiers down in Florida. So it's all over the place. We are trying to to nail down next week's U.S. Open. Unfortunately, this week at our Canadian Open, we have the strongest field of Canadians. Likely in history, but Taylor Penrith not going to be part of it. Still recovering from the uh, from the rib injury, uh, targeting the Travelers Championship in a few weeks uh, to, to come back and make his return. You know he wanted to be here so bad for this. Not going to happen for Taylor, but going to happen for a lot of other Canadians in the field. We also have a ton of Canadians in the field next week already that have already come through qualifying and have already qualified through other means the Canadian Open so there's going to be tons uh, through other uh, means for the U.S. Open so there's going to be a lot of Canadian at the U.S. Open next week but before we go to break on the other side Billy Horschel gets it done uh, at the Memorial at Jack's Place we will talk Billy Horschel we will talk Memorial but Kevin Na we will talk live later on in the show but Kevin Na resigns from the PGA Tour. Uh, He is on the list of players that is joining the Live Golf Series and went out on social media and put out a statement saying he's resigning from the PGA Tour, that he has chosen to join the Live Golf Series. Uh, Grayson Murray and him went back and forth again, which is a whole other thing. So then the conversation says, well, why? You know, why are you resigning? Why didn't you wait to see what the reaction from the PGA Tour was going to be? How long a suspension or what kind of disciplinary action is going to come as a PGA Tour? And they're, and they're going to have to come and they're going to have to confirm because, I mean, they've got to make a statement or this thing could get out of hand for them. And then the lawyers are going to, everybody's going to lawyer up. We get all that. 
from what I've heard, Bob, and I don't know who you've sp spoken to, but this is a, a kind of a few different angles here. If he resigns, he's not in vi violation of any PGA Tour rule. He's left the tour. So his pension with the tour cannot be touched or in play of any kind because he's, he's not in violation of his tour agreement. agreement. Theoretically, he has retired from the tour, mm -hmm. so his pension's in place. The other play here is the only thing we've heard from USGA is that it's, a, it's an open. The U.S. Open is an open. However, if another player, uh, for a player in their field, is suspended by another tour, that they would look at that. Well, if he's resigned, he's not suspended by any other tour. So he's not in violation. So not only has he protected his potential pension, he's also protected potential, a potential disciplinary action from any of the other governing bodies. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on with this. I think the, the funniest part for me was that when he sent out the notice, uh, he addressed it to to my fan. <laughs> forgot the S. <laughs> one singular <laughs> fan. <laughs> to his one fan. But besides that little typo, uh, it's it's kind of an interesting move on his behalf. He's really sort of saying, I'm done with you guys officially now. Mm -hmm. And he goes on. And, you know, the, the question would be, let's say in three years if the Live Golf League uh, collapses, would he be allowed to rejoin, or could he just? Would he have to go to Corn Ferry, or I don't know? It'd be an interesting to f situation to have right. it, but you can't find me if I'm not a member. You wonder what's going to like. Are we going to see more players go down this road? That's or, what I was going to ask you. Or are we going to wait? You know, like we talked about how the second event is in the states here later right. in June, where you might see more players in that 70, 80, 90 ranked player in the world see someone make X amount of dollars at the first live event. And say, hey, maybe I'll give this a try. I think Bob's kind of like put it in perspective that Kevin Na here doesn't think he can really compete. At, at a super high level anymore, the PGA Tour. So he's protecting his potential, uh, pension and protecting like any kind of, you know, disciplinary action. But if there's players like Taylor Gooch, who Hudson has, Swafford, whatever, right, Hudson yeah. Swafford, who has uh, these dreams of double dipping, they're waiting to see what's the, what the reaction from the tour. So, so depending on what the tour does, to your point, mm -hmm. I think they're waiting to see. And they might go the Kevin Na route, if the tour comes out as strong as we anticipate totally. them to come out, then that the reaction might be, okay, I resign for the tour. You can't discipline me because I'm I'm no longer there. Yeah, then you wonder, you know, if a guy like if Dustin Johnson did this, then he, you'd think what's gonna, you know, then a lot more players I think would go down that road. But we'll see. We'll see. It's gonna unfold, and we'll talk more live golf uh, coming up in hour two because we'll actually talk a little bit about the shotgun start, uh, the drink tickets, the mulligan tickets. Uh, Sounds like the parent-child. Yeah, there's a closest to the hole. Thank you for that. Well, we got to go to break. Yeah, let's go to break. On the other side, we are gonna kick off with really the biggest news item of the week: <laughs> the parent-child. Adam Scully and Mama Scully finished second. How many times? Finish How many times again? did you finish second? Last year? I think it's twice. Twice? I think. We will kick off. Before we get to Memorial on this side, we will <laughs> kick it off. Bayview Parent Child. This, Golf Talk Canada, live at the RBC Canadian Open. More coming up next. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade. TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth Driver with a red carbon face for better energy transfer and more ball speed. Welcome to the Carbon Age. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to find affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. 
Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zakino Week Scully. We are live on location, St. George's Golf Club for the RBC Canadian Open, the return of our national championship after three long years. We will be here all five days, Monday right through Friday, for Golf Talk Canada every day, 10 a.m. to noon. We will have some special guests along the way. We're going to hear from the contenders this week. We will uh, get you caught up. On everything you need to know as this week unfolds, as we are doing two hours every day, of course, uh, first up, we'll join the crew here uh, as of Wednesday uh, through to Friday. And the boys at Overdrive starting today, just like us, they're here all five days. We're on the rink, the par 3 16th hole here at St. George, a little uphill par 3. You've got the uh, the boards up, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be a fun week here. And the golf course uh, looks great. The forecast is uh, finally improving. So hopefully a great week for the return of our national championship. Before we get to the Memorial, Adam Scully. <laughs> Another second place finish. What happened at the uh, parent-child at Bayview? Like, I mean, Bob and I lost a fortune. <laughs> we, we got off to a great start. We were even through three. But we should have actually our, our TSN turning point, mm -hmm. if you will. Coin, if you will. Trademark. You know the fifth hole at Bayview? Dog leg left, par, yes. par four. So Mama Skulls, she's got some old tailor-made technology in the bag. She's got an M4, but she had this thing on a, on a string all yes. day. So she went first. Right. I went second. I decided to go for the green. <laughs> I hit it. What a shock. It's a 370-yard <laughs> uh, par four. But no, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, and, and you have to fly this thing and, and draw it about 20 yards. And I pull it off. I'm 20 yards short of the green. Right. And, and R Ruth, Mama Skulls, hits a spectacular pitch to eight feet and numbskull over here missed the putt. Oh. And then it just sort of goes downhill. What I didn't know, mm. if you go 35 yards long of the 14th hole at Bayview, mm -hmm. there are houses, but she, you know, I had 112 yards in and then I was taking a provisional off that in the middle of the fairway. You think, how is that humanly possible? <laughs> so someone didn't have the A game. That was me. We, we were two shots off the lead. We, uh, we should have won, but two wins, two runners-up now for us. Still a good day. Is your mom talking to you? We're, we're still talking. We're still, we had a great time. We right. weren't quite matching head-to-toe this year. We were, you know, subtly. No, we were subtly matching, you know. All right. But the first good decision on the golf course starts in the closet. That's right. You I did this. go to a family dinner last week. And I brought eight shirts with me. Okay. Because we, we were coordinated. Yeah. We didn't want to be exactly right. head-to-toe. All right. That's, that's very 2016. Right. You know, we wanted to... You know, be subtle in that way, right. in that sense. But we had a great day. Baby's in great shape right now. And uh, all in all, it was a lot of fun. So the big question is, like my dad tells me on the first tee every year at the uh, father-son, uh, your name's in the will, but it's just in pencil. <laughs> right. So have you got any indication as to whether you're yeah. still in the will? Or? I mean, we'll have to see if I get the invite to dinner tonight. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. All right, the Memorial happened this weekend. Uh, Jack's Place, one of the best, uh, really, fields of the year. After the... Uh, after the majors, uh, after the players' championship, you know, for most of the guys on tour, this is kind of right there, the memorial. Everybody wants this. Billy Horschel, his seventh career win, uh, 13 under par, had a huge lead going into Sunday. And he kind of put the ownership on himself Saturday night. He said, listen, if I can't win with a lead like this, I'm not doing my job properly. I'm going to go out and win the golf tournament tomorrow. Uh, shaky out of the gates, a bit of a shaky start kind of thing. But at the end of the day, it's a four-shot victory over Aaron Wise and a six-shot victory over Patrick Cantley and Joaquin Neiman. Uh, Billy Horschel with a, uh, finally a win this season. He has kind of sniffed it all year, played very well. He's almost at $5 million already now after this victory. Let's hear from the latest winner on the PGA Tour, Billy Horschel. 
I knew starting off with a five shot lead, I know if I lose it, I, you know, I was going to say I'm going to choke. I'm very aware of, of what people say, whether it's on social media, whether it's in media, they're going to, you know, question what I did. But, um, you know, I, I'm not one of those guys that tries to sort of block it out. I just, it is what it is. You just try to, to, to address it and move on from it. I think today, knowing the golf course, knowing how it was going to be fast and firm again, it was knowing the pin locations. I didn't have to do anything special out there. I've got a five-shot lead. I've played great the last three days. I've just got to go out there and continue to execute golf shots and, and try not to do anything special, try not to do anything stupid um, that would allow guys to sort of come, you know, come back into the fold. And I felt like I played a really great round of golf today. Nothing special. It wasn't nothing special. It was 72, and he kind of hung around. He hit some drivers out there a few times where he didn't really need to hit drivers. It's funny, Aaron Wise is chasing him, hitting three wood, and, and Horschel's out there hitting driver. Hold on, you're the lead guy. You're the guy who's supposed to be hitting three wood. But um, what do we take from this, guys? Because to me, this is just, hey, Billy Horschel's had a great season. Sooner or later, he was going to get it done. Uh, he's been hanging around. I'm more curious about how you feel about a Patrick Cantley because, Bob, you had him, I believe, on your picks this week. Is this redemption from Cantley from what happened at the PGA for him? And that was just a blip on the radar and we shouldn't put too much into the PGA or is this the flip side of the coin? Hey, if he doesn't play well at Memorial at Murfield, there's a problem. So where are you on Cantley coming out of this? I, I think it's still yet to be seen. I mean, the PGA was a surprise for sure. We thought that would be somewhere where he could, he could play well. Uh, he's always played well at Memorial. He won last year in the, in the famous, uh, Leader D, leader out of the WD with uh, with John Rom, but I think um, I think we sort of see what goes forward now. See what happens at the U.S. Open. Where does how does he play there in that major? And that's the one sort of B in his bonnet has been the major championships at this point. But he was good, but not necessarily great. I thought he might put a little bit more of a push on Sunday because he's one of those guys who can get it going here. But so still, still the jury's still out. In my I, I, and I feel like that too. I feel like that as well. And in I guess. I'm more right now. I'm hoping that some of the fog lifts for me this week because we're going to play a national championship this week and we're going to see an amazing field that we're going to get into next. And, and a lot of this field is heading uh, headed next week for, to Brooklyn for the for the uh, for the U.S. Open. Right now, I've never felt more foggy about a major in the sense that I really don't have a, a feel we don't have a horses for courses play at all. It just went through a renovation. So, you know, the last time we've seen this golf course on a national stage was was a Ryder Cup that was 23 years ago. I mean, there's nothing. So, Cantley, you would think, just like we thought at the PGA, would be a guy, even though, you know, majors have been a bit of a hiccup for him. This is a new guy. This is a reigning FedEx Cup champion. This is player of the year. This is not the guy we were, are t you know, trying to break down for majors two, three years ago. Yet, he was that guy at the PGA. So, you know, I have no idea who, who's in focus next week, Adam. And I don't know if Cantley should be. Yeah, you wonder if Cantley, because obviously he got on that hot run during the FedEx Cup playoffs last year and, you know, went on to win. So you wonder if this will help leapfrog that sort of run. Or, you know, like Bob was mentioning, the, his career at the majors. He has two career top tens at major championships. His last one came in 2019 when he had two. So, and he even, he even spoke about the PGA Championship, how he's trying to make it seem like every other week, but maybe he has to pull a Rory McIlroy at the Masters and try some sort of different strategy, whether you're playing the golf course the week before, that sort of thing. But in terms of storyline before the U.S. Open, 
There are so many because they're like, who's the overwhelming favorite right now? Good Oakland question. Eight? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, that's right. right. I, I know when, when we looked at the betting lines the week after the PGA, there were four guys tied at, at plus 1,200 and five other guys tied at plus 1,600, which right. I think they're going into our edge picks for the next week's U.S. Open. I don't think we'll have a, a multiple pick because there's so many guys who you could pick. You could take a value guy, or there's so many guys who are sort of hanging around but maybe haven't quite broken out. Like Colin Morikawa is another guy who's just like – Sleep at the wheel right now. It's yeah. kind of strange watching him play right Sleep now. Sleep at the yeah. wheel. Yeah. Well, a lot of the players uh, are going to be in the field this week. Rory McIlroy is the defending champion, our most recent major champion, Justin Thomas in the field. On the other side, we're going to go uh, take a deep dive into the field here at the RBC Canadian Open – uh, who are the big names? Who's hot coming in? Who's maybe a little over par coming in, looking for uh, some heat as we exit? What do we expect from St. George's this week? Uh, there's some certain holes that are going to be interesting. I know, uh, I believe it's a par 4 tenth. I got to pull out my scorecard here in the break, uh, but they're going to play it up a couple a couple of days and, and really uh, put some teasers there. That's going to be a drivable par four that we might see on the weekend. Um, so there's also uh, a couple interesting setups with the par threes as well. We'll do it next. We'll take a deep dive. RBC Canadian Open. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, live at the RBC Canadian Open. The gang is all here. Okay, guys, let's jump into it, because we are here to celebrate and prep for our national championship. It's been three years. Off the card right now, it's showing uh, 7,014 yards. I know they can go 7-1. I don't think we're going to see this golf course really eclipse 7,000. If it does, it'll be from by a couple yards most. So this scorecard's pretty accurate right here. We're going to be playing a par 70 this week. The rough is up, but it's been chopped, as we all know. Very different rough than the rough that we played uh, out here a few weeks ago. There's going to be some really interesting holes. Uh, par 4 10th. Off the plate is 372. I've been told that on the weekend, likely, that that 10th hole is going to be pushed up to something around 310, 315. So they're going to turn it into a drivable par 4. That'll be very exciting, number 10. Scully almost hit that in the media day. He was actually, if he hadn't hit the guy who was tending to the bunkers, he might have rolled onto the green. <laughs> but he was, you were about, I don't know, 10 yards off the green? I was close to that Close green. to that green? Yeah. But a challenging green. A very I challenging green. Yeah. Number 6. Uh, par 3, 146 off the cart. There is a new tee deck that's been installed there that I believe is like 215, 220. It's over 200 yards. Uh, again, we may see that tee deck used on the Saturday, is what I was told originally, that it was in play for the Saturday, not going to use it on the week. Uh, I'm still trying to get a vibe, though, guys, of what style of play is going to to do well here. Uh, the rough is going to be penal. But the fairways are wide. The greens are going to be in great shape. A lot of the slopes been taken out of the greens in the renovation. Do you guys have any feel at all with what's going to get done around here? I think, I mean, for, like, I, I mean, I've, as, as a, I've only played this course once now and played, uh, played Hamilton a couple of years ago a couple times. And 
I think there are some similarities between these two courses. So I think ball striking will be at a premium, especially for the guys who weren't here, and a lot of them weren't in 2010, the last time it was yeah. here. So I think ball striking will be at a premium. That's why, like, a guy like Corey Connors this week, a guy like Justin Thomas this week, Rory McIlroy, guys who are some of the better ball strikers on tour, it'll favor them. Uh, if it does get softer, I know forecast-wise it's supposed to rain a lot on Tuesday, tomorrow, but then it looks decent the rest of the week. So it's sort of wide open in terms of I don't think you'll see a bomber potential. I mean, a bomber could get up there, but some of the shorter hitters. Basically what I'm trying to say is it's totally <laughs> wide open. See, I think it's I think it's wide open too. I, I'm looking at this, Bob, and I don't think this is going to help any style of play. I think it's generous off the tee. Uh, but if you obviously, if you're not in the fairway, there's going to be some issues. But but most of the landing areas are are fine. I think uh, it's not obviously it's not long. It's short by today's standards. So I think it's like why every single style of play should do well here. If you like a soft golf course, you're going to get one. <coughs> Rory McIlroy, defending champion. Bless you. Um, I think the one thing that's going to be interesting that leaps out of the card at me, and maybe I'm going a little too deep into the weeds here, but I'm looking for something that makes sense on a golf course where we don't really have a lot of data to crunch. And it's a par 70 that has three par fives. Most par 70s have two par fives. Maybe par five scoring is something you want to look at when you're thinking of who could potentially do well here this week. Yeah, um, you know, for me, I think that's a good key because you got to take advantage when you can. But to me, I think it's these greens are devious, and they've softened some of them because when they were built by Stanley way back in the 30s, you know, they were playing at 8 on the stimp or 6 on the stimp, so they had to take some of the slopes out of them. They are still very wicked, and you can really get yourself in trouble here if you're not careful with some of the putting. So I think... To me, it's going to be the best putter wins, which is generally what happens in most tournaments a lot of times anyway. Except last week at the Memorial, <laughs> yeah, exactly. which we'll get into yeah. in winners, where and why. But, I, but I, do think, I do think that the guy who putts well here is going to have a huge advantage. Who putts well here. And to, to your point, Bob, number three, the third green here since the last time we were here for a national championship, is completely blown up. That hole's completely yeah. different. And that was the, the problem green in quotations. They only had two pin placements, really. Two oh, pin placements. Yeah. They back and they forth. They could not get them running at, at 11, 11 and a half, 12, because you wouldn't be able to keep the ball in the green. So when they had to slow down the third green here, they had to slow down all the greens. They changed 15 just over here a little bit for the same reason, to get a few more pin spots in there. So that's a par five, which will be interesting. But I honestly think here that even, even the, the putts that look easy, are not easy. It's just straight ahead. Uh, there's not a lot of straight ahead putts here on this golf course. No, there, there's not. And, and talking about your point earlier, Mark, about um, par five scoring. Yes, that's it, what I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, so but... so I've got it here. So Cameron Smith is tied for the PGA Tour lead with par five, par five scoring. He's obviously in the field this week. Of the players in the field this week, Justin Thomas tied for third on the PGA Tour in par five scoring. Mm -hmm. Sam Burns tied for seventh. Scotty Scheffler tied for seventh. Rory McIlroy tied for 11th. Uh, and of the top ten, those guys are up there. Matt Fitzpatrick tied for twentieth. So a number of guys up so there. So there you go. I think guys. I think that's something for us to 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 basically to take a look at. Uh, if you're looking for some reason to make sense on a pick, other than hey, he's playing well right now, kind of right. thing. Now speaking of that, making sense of a of a pick or who might break out of this field, and we'll get into the who do we like 
aspect of the Canadian Open on Wednesday with our TSN Edge picks on Wednesday. And we'll get into uh, maybe some of the plays. We'll uh, take a look at some of the other bets. Who's who's waving at? Oh, it's Jamie Rydell. Jamie Rydell. Jamie Rydell. Producer. His window. Producer Jamie Rydell. So we'll see if we can get him in on a headset. Why don't we get him in here? Sure. Um, let's take a look at the field. Justin Thomas, P, uh, reigning PGA champion. Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, Cameron Smith, Patrick Reed, Scotty Scheffler, Danny Willett, Shane Lowry, Justin Rose, Tyrrell Hatton. These are just some of the big names. And now jumping in here in the guest chair. Not that he's our guest. It's our first uh, guest of the week First here. guest of the week. <laughs> but I missed you at the Canadian Open uh, Team Canada Media Day. We were all excited that you were going to come in and play yeah. golf with us. You got too busy. What was going on? There's there? a lot of CFL stuff that's going on right now. And I'm really sorry I missed that considering you guys would have hated me. <laughs> you guys are all shooting <laughs> mid-70s. I would have been popping up trying to break 100. Wow. Maybe. Hi, Bump. How you doing? Hi, Run. How are you doing? <laughs> Great, thanks. We're just going through the field here. It's a good field. Great it's field. Great field. Listen, and we're trying to figure out what style of play does well here. We think it's going to be open for everybody. We think anybody can win here. But the one thing I brought up, par 70 that has three par fives. Mm -hmm. That's, that's rare. That's Normally rare. two par fives. Mm -hmm. So we went, why not par five scoring as something to leap out of the page here? Make any sense to you? Or am I going too deep into the weeds looking for something to make sense? Well, isn't that what we do here? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it does. It makes sense. But the par fives are, I forget from when I was here, but they were they were going to be playing fairly long. Mm -hmm. So it's um, well, we've it's got, interesting though. Here you go. Here's your card. Five thirty-eight. Yeah, five, well, five thirty-eight's not that bad. Five twenty-eight and five sixty. So fifteen's kind of the yeah. That's the gettable. That's that's all gettable, the, but yeah. We, but 15, like, we're, we're almost right by 15. Mm -hmm. We just drove by 15. Way it's, uh, longer than its number. Mm -hmm. So it's a uh, – I can, from experience, the rough was not great because when I played here, I was always in the rough. <laughs> yeah, we were – we spent a lot of time searching for golf balls yeah. in the four-inch deep rough. But it's – you know, again, like, this is a Corey Connors golf course. Yeah, right. I agree. Like, it's – the ball strikers are going to do what, well here. That's what Adam just I, I will said. say, too, we have our first player going down the rink hole. I can't quite see the bag name, but uh, we have someone going down the rink hole right now. So Live golfers. Live golf. Live golfers. Do we but have it, any thoughts on what Canadian might surprise us in this field? Because, you know, we're going to talk about Corey Connors. We're going to talk mm -hmm. about Matt Hughes. It's obvious. Nick Taylor. These are the guys that we always have because they're the, you know, they're the winners on the PGA Tour. But I brought up uh, earlier, actually, before we went on the air – I thought Aaron Cockrell yeah, might surprise a lot of people this week. That's the one name, right? I Well, there's that one. About. I also like Michael Gligic, who, by the way, is four under through the first seven holes in the U.S. Open qualifying. So that oh, should say nice. something. Um, he's he's played here a bunch, so he knows the golf course mm -hmm. a little bit. So I think he might surprise, even though he's had sort of an off and on year. How about Nick Taylor? I mean, yeah. you know, he qualified for the U.S. Open. He had a really good start a couple uh, weeks ago as well. So, I mean, Nick, Nick Taylor could be a guy to surprise, too. Good ball striker. Mm -hmm. So, do you have a clear-cut favorite in the field this week? Is it the defending champion? I, I'm, I wouldn't go against Rory. Mm -hmm. Like I know he didn't have his greatest Memorial, but it wasn't awful. <laughs> tied um, for 18th. Tied for 18th. Like that's a bad <laughs> tournament. <laughs> that's like, Rory could just take advantage here. Yeah. Like again, off the tee, he's so good. So if he has any sort of short game putting week. He's going to be hard. He's going to be hard to beat. It's also it's also sets up for it does bring in a few more of the let's say medium length guys. Mm -hmm. So like a guy like Adam Hadwin who's been playing right. well and putts well if he can keep the ball in the fairway. You know he he admitted that the PGA Championship at Southern Hills was yep. a big beast and he really had to keep it in the fairway. But if he if he can uh, keep that putting hot, 
who knows? Same it's with Mac, right? It was good yep. to see Mac play. I had a, had a good week last week at the That's Memorial. Right. Now we do have the betting odds have now finally been released on FanDuel. All right. Scotty Scheffler is your favorite right now, plus 850. Scar, do, does anybody here expect any scar tissue? Sorry to cut you no off, problem. Alex. I do want to hear the odds. But does anybody here expect any scar tissue at all from Scotty Scheffler's performance on Sunday at the Charles Schwab? No, no, I don't. I don't think I don't. so. I think that was just a, that's just a yawner and just saying, okay, well that happens once in a while. And and it was, a, you know, in terms of conditions, it was so windy and you know guys were really having a tough time that day. But okay, so getting back to the odds here, Scotty Scheffler, your favorite, Justin Thomas plus nine hundred, Rory McIlroy plus nine fifty, so the third favorite. Then Sam Burns, Cameron Smith, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Shane Lowry. In terms of Canadians, Corey Connors, your betting favorite, a plus two thousand. Adam Hadwin plus thirty three hundred right now. So those are the two. Canadian betting favorites. We should also mention that Johnny V's back, the adopted son. He is. Jonathan Vegas, Canada's adopted son, wishing that this event was at Glen Abbey, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, it's a, I mean, this field is stacked. It's an incredible field. You know, unfortunately, um, you're, you're, you're going to hear conversation and you're going to hear comments and murmurs all week about, oh, yeah, but, you know, DJ and, da, 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 and what's happening over uh, in London with the uh, with the 54-hole uh, shotgun exhibition. But I could hear about Phil today, apparently. Ooh. Is it going to come? Is today the day? Maybe it could be the day okay. today. To hear and about Phil. We're also hearing that Ricky Fowler is potentially a closed deal. So off the top of the hour, we will get into more live golf conversation. But, uh, again, we have a national championship here, and it is at St. George's Golf Club in Islington. The field is stacked. Uh, On Wednesday, we'll get deeper into the weeds on the betting. We'll let you know who we like this week and why. Have you walked around the golf course yet? We haven't this week. Uh, Not this week, no. Yeah. Um, I don't know because the rough looks a little down. We were buzzing around. Me and our good friend Dan Pino from Golf Canada. There he is. We're buzzing around here a little bit, and it's the rough looks lush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks to lush. Me. Yeah, no, it looks um, lush. It looks down, obviously, from a couple weeks so ago for whether obvious they, reasons. Whether they trim that before the tournament, yeah. right? They probably will. Dano, but, do you uh, know what they uh, what they're going to cut the rough at this week? Do we know what the number is? What the officials get on site? We'll figure it out. All right, all right, all right. So we'll get an official number by Wednesday for you. Looks good out there, though. Looks great out there. All this, like all the. Did you bring your clubs? They didn't give them back to me after the, after the media day because right, I hacked it up so much. I don't think Dan's gonna say anything if you and I just. Can I get my clubs back? (laughs) (laughs) We are on location, RBC Canadian Open, all five days. Uh, Us, the boys from Overdrive, will have you in the drive home slot for five days and then starting wednesday first up will join us as we are celebrating the return of our national championship after a three-year hiatus rory mcelroy the defending champion the venue is fantastic the field is stacked we will be here all week on the other side we're going to get you caught up with all things gtc including 20 weeks of taylor made and tee up hour two this is golf talk canada this segment of gtc presented by taylor made was brought to you by WeatherTech canada Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. 
Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada on location St. George's RBC Canadian Open. And like I said off the top of the show, because we're here all this week, I said it's going to turn into a late night talk show with Poppins and Dean Martin would just come strolling in with a bourbon. And we got our own Dean Martin. Jamie Rydell strolled in, but no bourbon no in No bourbon. Hand. I drank it before I came in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, before we tee up hour two, before we get to 20 weeks of TaylorMade uh, skulls, uh, Bob, we already have five Canadians in the field uh, next week for the U.S. Open. We've got Adam Hadwin near or at the top of the list in terms of alternate world, so good chance that, that Adam gets in. That would make six. And now, Michael Glickick threatening seven Canadians invading the U.S. Open. It's almost like a, a foreign invasion. I like this angle. <laughs> That's it. There's uh, still a long way to go. He's only through eight holes, but he's four under tied for the lead with Jonas Blixt out at Rattlesnake Point. There are three players out of 22 who are going to make it into the U.S. Open from this qualifying, which is outstanding. That's outstanding. It's great <laughs> That's numbers. That's great odds. Yeah. So, uh, there's, as I say, there's still a long ways to go, and um, but but uh, fingers crossed for Michael Glickick and all the other Canadians who are in the hunt here. That'd be so cool, cool if we get like seven in next week because we've had so many PGA Tour events this year where we've looked up and it's like seven, eight, not nine, like the crazy amount of red and white flags. Were, were there 11 at Torrey Pines? Nine at nine and 08 at Torrey Pines. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, right. why, but to do it in a, uh, to do it again in like a, in a major, like to mm. keep doing that U.S. Opens is like, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to say expect it, but like, I mean, if we're at the Sanderson Farms and mm -hmm. we get nine Canadian flags, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's great. Like, I'm thrilled. I'm proud. But I almost feel like I've gotten to the point now where I start to expect it because the program's right. gotten so good. When you start seeing that at majors all the time, it's like, okay, this is getting really good. Right? So, <laughs> so after the, the first qualifier where all those Canadians went through, uh, one of my friends who's a contact guy at the uh, USJ, Brian Pasquale, he uh, actually sent me a note. He says, what's going on up there? He says, look at this. So he sent me all the results. He so. wouldn't happen to be a Paisan, would he? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Well, you got a Pinot and a Zucchino right now yes. with the end of the road. That's so, right. you know, that's it. The Azuri is yeah. coming out on a Monday. How, are you guys in the World Cup? No. Oh, oh, whoa. Sorry, sorry. I need to ask you guys apologies, a question. So apologies we were, for that. See yourself no, out. No, yeah, yeah. No, Jay, last Monday we were doing uh, Golf Talk Canada Radio TV. Oh, no, it was after the PGA Championship. After the PGA Championship, yeah, yeah. two weeks ago, Golf Talk Canada Radio TV. So Adam and I were in studio. Bob and you guys were making your way home from the PGA. So we're up there, and you know we're, we're up at our studios. And in the studios, the World Ice Hockey Championship is on, which makes me laugh, too. The fact that we have to put the word ice in there yeah. already throws yeah. me off. And, and it dawned on me. Hold on a second. What The world is upside down. The reigning Euro soccer champions of Italy and multiple World Cup champions are not in the World Cup. Mm -hmm. But they were playing in the ice hockey yeah. championship. Everybody gets into that tournament. <laughs> like it was, France it was, was Italy, there, Kazakhstan. Britain. That's right. Italy versus Kazakhstan. Yeah. Unbelievable. Right. All right, Adam. 20 weeks of TaylorMade continues. What are we giving away this week? How do they win? Okay, so a little later today, we are giving away six dozen TP5, TP5X picks balls. Jamie, that could be balls for a week, could be goals for a year, could be golf <laughs> balls for the rest of your <laughs> life. So... The big question, of course, how do you win? You follow Golf Talk Canada. You follow TaylorMade Canada, Twitter, Instagram. Tag your golfing buddies. You'll be in the draw to win. Now, before I give it back to you, Mark. Mm, please. Very important update here. Oh, what have, what have I missed? Mama Skulls says, I am still in the will. Oh, very ah. nice. Very nice. So, okay. I'll have to see if the very invite's nice. still up there for dinner tonight. A but woman will never love you. Just because you were runner-up yesterday? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I put her, JR, in some spots that. Hmm. <laughs> but you still were runner up, so that's not terrible. But that's in the Scully that's the first family, loser. That's, that's like, the first that's loser. Of, that's it. Yeah. First, that's loser. first or last. Not that's first or right. last. That's right. Play, uh, first place, you get the car. Second place, uh, steak knives. Third place, you lose your job, right? That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. Hey, listen, Mama Scully showing once again that a woman will never love you as much as your mother. That's right. Ever, Adam. That's right. That's right. She's almost been out of his dad's uh, Every too. That's why I get it every so, on the first team. Yep. Yep. Your name's in the will, but it's only in pencil. <laughs> so the only way you can win golf balls for two weeks if you're Jamie Rydell right. or golf balls for life if you're only getting out once a week <laughs> or once a month is follow Golf Talk Canada on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. Follow TaylorMade Golf Canada on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us both. Tag a friend each week on social media again at Golf Talk Canada, Twitter and Instagram. You've got your chance at over 30000 in prizing this year. 20 weeks TaylorMade, the grand prize alone, worth over $10,000, a custom set through the bag, TaylorMade, including a trip for two to Casa de Campo, five-star golf resort in the Dominican Republic. You get all that. All that's that. Amazing. All of that. That's it's really an incredible uh, prizing. We've had a great year. Our social media has gone through the roof. We've had so much fun with uh, Golf Talk uh, Canada listeners and viewers. Uh, it's been great. Get you caught up on our schedule this week. Again, we're here all five days, live on location, RBC Canadian Open. We'll be here for TV this week as well, 1 o'clock, TSN 4 on Wednesday, our Golf Talk Canada uh, TV show. Next Monday it is a two-hour Golf Talk Canada live Golf Talk Canada radio TV. So we're back on TSN 2 to wrap up the RBC Canadian Open Monday next week and also tee up into the U.S. Open as the year's third major is upon us. In hour two, we got to go into live, unfortunately. We have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is it true that if you finish last place, you get caned? Is that true? Is that true? I wasn't sure. I wasn't 100% sure. We'll have to, I have to look into that. That's not exactly factual information yet, but we have to look at that. Uh, we will get a little deeper in the U.S. Women's Open. I'd love to get Jamie's uh, take on uh, on Brooks' performance comeback Ooh. this week because we, you know, she all we got was she was ill, and she kind of mm-hmm. disappeared for a while. That's all we got. You know, sooner or later, we figure you know, she's already had multiple top tens in her career at a U.S. Women's Open, so we're kind of waiting for the one. This week wasn't it. We'll talk that. And then we'll do some winner's word and what. We'll get you caught up for leaderboards around the world of golf because PGA Tour Canada's back. Corn Ferry, Champions Tour. Stephen Alker almost wins again on the Champions Tour. It's ridiculous. He's about to uh, maybe knock off Bernard Longer as the yeah. Bernard Longer of the Champions Tour. We'll do it all in hour two. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by TaylorMade, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Now, here are your hosts. Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. And welcome back. Hour 2, Golf Talk Canada. 
Zacchino, Weeks, Scully, special guest, Rydal, on the house at St. George's, live on location for the next five days for the RBC Canadian Open. And unfortunately, unfortunately, after the three-year return of our national championship, uh, it is also the launch of the 54-hole shotgun, no-cut, individual-slash-team Live Golf Series from London. Uh, it is going to start on Thursday. It will end on Saturday, as all 54-hole Greg Norman events should end on Saturday. So there will be no choking on a Sunday, which is nice. The shotgun start is 2 o'clock for 48 players. You need to, the last mulligan ticket is sold at 1 p.m. So if you do not buy mulligan tickets after 1 p.m., they are not valid. Is there like a catered lunch? Is this like a box lunch at the turn? <laughs> like what kind of close to the pin sort of thing? I, I just, I don't know. Okay, here we go. Okay. Here's this. Have they announced the teams? So the draft, the draft, that's what I was looking for. The teams will be decided via draft on Tuesday evening. So we will know the team component of this on Tuesday evening. Bob, do we have any idea of like, what what do you mean team golf? Like, are they going to use X amount of scores for a team? Does everybody score on the team count? Like, what is the team component? I, I've I been looking. I believe it's the, the low three scores. The low low three of the four scores qualify. The reason they're doing a shotgun, by the way, is the to compress the time for television and for fans. So if you're coming out, let's say you are a Justin Thomas fan, and you come out, um, and Justin makes the cut on the number. I'm just using this as an example, obviously. And he's here at 8 o'clock in the morning to tee off for his first on Saturday morning. So you come out and watch him, and you want to stay for the guys who are at the end. Now you're here till 7 p.m., mm -hmm. so you're there for 12 hours. The other thing is there's no cut. So right. if you are uh, a, a kid who wants to come out and see Justin Thomas and he's missed the cut and you only got tickets for Saturday, you're toast. So there is some – this is what they're thinking is. Right. I, I realize right. it's, they're it also, sounds a little different. Well, the usual, other – totally. And the other reason, too, is they can they can give out the closest of the whole prizes <laughs> and have everybody at the banquet right. together. Yeah. There's that have as the well. the buffet dinner ready to go right <laughs> after. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is the biggest surprise in this field, guys? Is Obviously, Dustin Johnson. I thought Taylor Gooch leaped out of the page at me, too, because he's still See, so relevant. Those ones. I don't think DJ's a complete surprise. I right. think we were all surprised that he went now. That DJ. DJ yeah. went now. Like, I don't think it's a shock, right? Because he was linked mm -hmm. to it. But those guys, it's yeah. those 30-year-old 30, 30 guys, Taylor Gooch, who seem to be having a promising He's won? rise he won this year? here. Um, yeah. You know, he had some good rounds at majors recently. Um, With all due respect to Dustin Johnson, he hasn't won since November of 2020. Right. But right. You know, DJ is – but I think it's those guys, those young players that decided so soon. Because most of the most of the players are kind of look. Down let's the let's, road of their let's be honest here. If DJ's not in this field, it's it's, it's pretty me mediocre, right. right? He's the he's the big ticket on yeah. this one, and and nothing against those other guys, but majority of them that we know the recognize are the uh, not quite ready for the PGA Tour champions mm -hmm. yet, right? right? They're kind of in the middle of that brand 40s brand recognition for something they did ten to fifteen yeah. years. And they're good ago. players, and they're good people, and mm -hmm. they'll they'll I'm sure they'll play well. But DJ is the guy who moves it, and, mm -hmm. and there is a Kepka in the field. Of course, it's not Brooks, <laughs> but it's Chase Kepka. But yeah. I am looking. There's two of the last three U.S. amateur champions are in this field, mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting. Not in violation of any right. policy, though, if you don't have a PGA Tour card. Mm -hmm. So there's some names there that you recognize that, you know, mm -hmm. hey, if you're not a PGA Tour member and you have nowhere to play, 
I, you know, there's there's that angle to this. Now we're expecting potentially some massive news coming out today. Um, it, obviously, the big one that we're all waiting for, anticipating, expecting, would be Phil Mickelson. Mm-hmm. But now we're hearing rumors of Ricky a Ricky Fowler announcement that could happen any minute. And Ricky Fowler today is at the longest day of golf trying to qualify for the U.S. Open as we speak as well. I don't know exactly what location Ricky's at, but he's Columbus one, I think. Okay. So he's trying to, uh, you know, trying to get into next week's uh, national championship. But I mean, is that, is Fowler a surprise? You know, he's obviously to me, he's right. I know maybe his age is a little younger than we anticipate. He kind of falls in that Taylor Gooch lane a little bit, but to me, not really. He's been out there forever. Yep. The game's fallen off the cliff. He's having a hard time competing still and being relevant again, but he's got a brand, a brand that this series would love to get their hands on. To me, this is, you know, maybe the writing was on the wall a couple of weeks ago when he was asked, and he was kind of noncommittal. non-committal. He was very noncommittal, and I found, like, even, not that Rory's going to go, but Rory Stan said certainly... Uh, he wasn't as harsh about it last week. I thought when he was asked, obviously he said, you know, this wasn't a real tournament or, you know. No, I love it, the comment to Bob's point. This field is nothing to jump up and exactly. down for. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, like Ricky Fowler too. I mean, in terms of looking at the PGA Tour from a marketing standpoint, he's been front and center for mm-hmm. so long. And obviously, you know, he struggled for a long time. He he's still a surprise. I mean, all a lot of these guys are. I mean, to me, like the non the guys who weren't surprising were like Sergio Westwood, Westwood, Poulter, Poulter, Poulter. Keimer, yeah. Brandon Grace, McDowell, yeah. even too. Yeah. I would say is in that category as well. Yeah. The uh, and and as we were talking before at the start of the show, there'll be more names that'll come that'll come in the next week or before the next tournament. I should say there'll be some guys who will. I don't think, as I say, they're not going to be Phil Mickelson or Dustin no. Johnson changing of the tour, but there'll be some names that you will recognize and they will go. The sad part for me about this in a certain case is that here we are at the RBC Canadian Open. We know that this is a better field. We know this is mm-hmm. a bigger tournament. That's their first event over there, and that they're going to suck some of the air out of, of what's going on here, at least until Thursday, mm-hmm. until yeah. we start playing. Agreed. And they um, just did it to the U.S. Women's Open as well. Yeah. yeah, you're right. They did that as well, and so it's uh, it's a little difficult and for... The yeah, yes. it's, memorial, memorial. But it's, uh, it's one of the flagships. So now, like as we were just saying, if uh, you know, for Sports Center, if Phil Mickelson is announcing that he's mm-hmm. playing, that's going to be our story today instead of what's going on right. at the RBC yeah. Canadian. And, and and to be honest with you, they can say all they want. They can. You saw yesterday the leaked talking points that leaked. Uh, they have four or five bullet points for yeah. players and for media uh, of talking points, and they can talk all they want about wanting to coexist that we would never ask our players to choose, and this is for the game of golf, and we would like to coexist with the PGA Tour and be in support of the PGA Tour as well as other tours around the world and coexist. But we know that that Greg Norman's never wanted coexisting, that Greg Norman's had to be in his bonnet for 30 years. And when he did what he did last week to the U.S. Women's Open and to the Memorial, and what he's trying to do this week by holding back news. Why are you holding back news? Why are you holding back an announcement of Phil Mickelson. Well, you're holding it back to make one more massive splash. You could have done it last week when you released all your other names. No, it's to take one more shot, and this week he's taking it at the RBC Canadian Open. So I don't buy the talking points. And again, it's hard to say how this tour's or the tour or the series is going because for two years it's just it's just that a series, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Until they get the league going in 2024, they say it's you know if they don't get Rory, JT, Spieth, those guys. Can it do it without it? Well, they'll do it without it, but I don't think it'll be as 
I don't think it'll – they want to dominate golf, I would suspect. That's what it seems to me, and they won't. So if the legacy guys, the guys that have always talked legacy, Rory, JT, Jordan, Rom has kind of mentioned it too. Yeah. If those legacy guys don't go, like eventually Westwood's going to be over 50. Who cares? Sergio's getting up there too. Who cares? Keimer hasn't won – in forever. Forever. Who yeah. cares? Like, nobody cares about those players. DJ's, DJ is the guy, but they need others like him. They don't need, no offense to Taylor Gooch, Pat and Kazire, those guys. They need the the top guys to make a real sting to the tour. If if they don't, if they, if Rory doesn't come, if Justin doesn't come, Scheffler, all those young guys that are under 30 and are in the top 10 in the world, then Sam Burns, like all these guys that are now making it on tour it's 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 going to be what it is just a mm-hmm. offshoot people like shiny new objects okay so i understand that in the first few events people are going to tune in and people are going to follow social media and if there is a, if there is a tv uh feed in your country or if you got to go to youtube to watch it wherever you are depending on what part of the world you're in the people are going to go and check it out because curiosity kills a cat and they love mm-hmm. shiny objects okay but to jamie's point if we're four events into this and, you know, it, it, the field is what it is, which is to be expecting, and I don't believe any of those legacy guys are, are going to go, and, and, and I don't believe any of those top ten young players are going to go, because Rory said, I don't play golf for money anymore. I have enough money. I have 25 rooms in my house. My wife and I use three of them, right? Like, so... So he's Batman. So he's Batman. So he's not, you know, his legacy is and your legacy is not changing of what you've done in the game of golf by going and doing this. Okay. So if that's all the case, then by tournament four, is this got any more traction than the champions tour? Probably Depends not. on what to do. And then, and I think, right. you know, we've been joking about the, the shotgun start, but they're changing and they're doing things a little bit differently. And that's how they might try to attract some attention to it. Will the team format thing? That might be the biggest part. Yeah. I mean, obviously the PGA Tour is a little worried because they or are noticing because they're doing something in the fall. It'll have a bit of a team element right. to it. So there are some things that could grab it. But again, it's not so much the way they're playing it. It's who's playing it. Right. right. But team yeah, golf, like who can like, I think they've completely missed the boat here. Am I completely wrong? The only team golf that works is when you're doing it for your country. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do with a team component. It's that you're playing for a flag. You're playing for, for you know, national never, pride. We've never, we've we've never, never seen anything. it. That's we've right. We've never seen it. So we have to see Like, it works well like. for Formula One. They've got teams and individuals in the same race, right. and that's pretty big. So that's all I'm saying. Team Ferrari, team whatever. They're trying things differently. They're yeah, trying I agree, to bre- I agree break with you. We, we don't know how the team thing is going to work, right. so, so it's kind of a wait and see intrigue. There's an intrigue. I agree with that. There's intrigue. I got zero. I got zero. Like, it's different if they were going to put it like, the Formula One comparison is a good one because the reason I'm invested in a Formula One, which I don't really watch anymore, but I used to watch a lot of it. You, If you're a fan of Ferrari, you, then you're a fan of the Ferrari team because the drivers are driving for Ferrari. It's not like we're taking, all, for example, all the TaylorMade guys. Mm-hmm. And it's Team TaylorMade against Team Callaway. against team. Now that, to me, okay, there's some intrigue there because now we're stealing like a Formula One mm-hmm. model. To have a random Kevin Na is on a team with uh, Taylor Gooch, uh, the assistant golf pro down the road because they needed to fill out the field, and the local amateur champ. I'm going, okay, so I don't understand what this team means. Like, why Why do I care here? Why do I invest in it? That's the problem I'm having with the team comp. Yeah, but it's it's. it's we don't know what don't it's going to look like. like right, it's it's think, not right? al- they're not playing alternate shot. Like it's not like they're, no, not no, like no, no. It's just their individual yeah, scores. Yeah, 
mm-hmm. and there's five million dollars for it, and there's exactly. four million dollars to go to the winner of the whole thing yeah. for 48 players. So that might have some intrigue to it, I, especially I, if you're the guy cashing the check. I yeah. think it's the, I think the broadcast itself, how they do, like if their broadcast, how does it do something differently? Mm-hmm. Like, will there be any innovative, innovative ways of shooting? Ways yeah. of shooting because you know, the way golf broadcasting is going now, like you can't just throw a track man numbers up there with a split screen because everybody's doing that. They say they're going to have 50 cameras at this point event. Okay, so uh, that's a, I think that's a normal amount of cameras, yeah. maybe for a major. Right. Maybe, maybe not a, major. a regular PGA Tour event, but, you know. you Easier to shoot in a shotgun scenario. Exactly. You'll always have spot. somebody there, right. and I think, I think it depends on what, it, how they integrate the team portion and when they do. What when they start like. paying attention to the team portion, like I think in the broadcast, all, 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 how they handle that. Oh, here, but now this, you know, I know it's it's a wait and see. I'm I'm in a wait and see. I'm not completely down on the team format until until you actually see it. Before before we see see how quick I am to jump the gun. I just completely <laughs> jump the gun. Uh, before we put a bow on this, uh, the one thing we haven't discussed is what do we think the official response is going to be? And I I just don't think. I'm anticipating uh, you are you're basically banned from the tour for the current season. I don't believe yeah. it makes any sense to go beyond that. I don't know legally if they if they can even do so. I don't even know legally what their position is for banning for one year. But to me, it's like you can't play for the Argos and the and the Buccaneers in the same year. Right. I mean mm-hmm. that, that's pretty clear. But if you leave the Argos and you're no longer playing in the CFL and you get an NFL uh, offer, you you can go to the NFL, right? I look at it the same way. You can't play in two different leagues, thus them using the word series mm-hmm. to try to you know get around it. But are you anticipating? Like, what's your anticipation? Let's go around the horn. What do you think the response well, would be? I One think year. Rory's band? response at the memorial is probably the way it's going to be. In terms of not dropping the hammer too Dropping hard. the hammer. Yeah. I, like, they talk tough early. Yeah. Saying, you're going to be banned, banned, banned. So Kevin now goes and resigns mm-hmm. his tour card, right? So he saves himself. I don't know if DJ did that, does that, but I think – Are they going to – you think it's right one year? Current, I think it's the current season. Current season. But if they do October to December – That would be Like, brutal. that rumor was out there, that's just garbage. Yeah, you you either got to, you, you know, again, like, I don't know if the PJ Tours kind of handcuffs themselves because they've been saying how hard they're going to go. And if they don't go hard, then what? Then right. what? I, th- I think it's till, till you, our season on the PJ Tour officially ends when we hand out a FedEx Cup. You got to, mm-hmm. you can't use the calendar, like the calendar, you can't have it both ways. In my, in my, in my opinion, you shouldn't have it both ways. So as far as. Our PGA Tour season ends at the FedEx Cup. Once that's done, the new season's open. If you're not pegging it up in a live event and you still have status. Well, PGA Tour is going to have a big power play meetings this week, right? They've got Fred Ridley coming up from Augusta National. Yes. That says Matthew a lot, guys. So there's a few Absolutely. things that are happening out there. But it's once that first tee shot is hit, then those players will start getting the feedback of what the, the penalty is going to be. And I suspect it's probably like if it was me, I would say this year and all next year. Yeah. This year so and would, all the next yeah. year. Yeah. This year and all the next year, you get a year and a half, and you got to go firm. But you got to leave the door open a little bit for them to come back. Mm-hmm. But of course, as soon as that happens, then we're going to get into the lawyers. You know what's going to be we're really interesting here, too, guys, because you know the U.S. Opens all them and the RNA and the USGA, especially for somebody who isn't suspended, someone who's resigned, they're not going to. They're an open championship. I know it's as, hard. As most things in the world of golf, at the end of the day, 
a lot's going to depend on what Augusta National chooses. Uh, absolutely. I, I think the majors, if the PGA Tour can get the majors on their side, then that's going to be yeah. the definitive move for them. Well, but I think they got a really good chance with the PGA of America, and I think they got a really good chance with Augusta National. To- totally. We'll and, and for those who are chasing the dough, too, I mean – quote-unquote, but they're paying out a lot now to win a major championship right. too, right? And that's right. what everyone or a lot of and people that's the, would care about. <laughs> right. yeah. we got to put a bow on it. On the other side, we're going to talk uh, a little bit deeper into the U.S. Women's Open, and we're going to know a lot more about this Live Series uh, when the box lunches get handed out on Thursday. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. We are on location, RBC Canadian Open, the rink, the 16th hole. The refs have showed up at the rink. They've all showed up. They're breaking up a fight between Jamie Rydell and Adam Scully here. Went down to the wire. He's got some heavy rights. (laughs) And I I fight dirty. (laughs) Who was that, boys, that just walked by? Nick Taylor. Nick Taylor. It was, okay, because I I had my back there, and I couldn't see who it was. Did he wave? the green. He did not see us because the drapes were closed. Now we've got them open. You know? Now well, we can have a look. Now he regrets it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, U.S. Women's Open. Uh, we should go a little deeper on this because Nelly Korda, a return. Uh, Brooke great. Henderson, a return. Uh, two, I think two players at the LPGA Tour desperately needs. Uh, Brooke Henderson and Nelly Korda play well, be back. Uh, super popular, great faces. And Minji Lee with an, like a crazy uh, performance right out of the gates. And again, uh, to, going back to what I said off the top of the show, the dedication to fitness, the get dedication to finding 20 yards across a two-and-a-half-year span. I mean, if she doesn't re- reinvent herself in the gym, Bob, I'm not so sure we're celebrating her win this week. Probably not. She's, I mean, she's been a fine player for her entire life, essentially. And... Uh... Had lots to it, but you're right. She took the next step, the fitness level, the commitment to uh, a whole lot of things. I mean, if you look at that top of that leaderboard, it really is um, pretty exciting to see for women's golf. Jin Young Ko's in there, Lydia Ko's in there, Anna Norquist's in there, uh, Bronte Law's in there, Nellie Cord is in there, Leona McGuire. I mean, it is a star-studded leaderboard mm-hmm. if you are following uh, women's golf. Moria Jatanagarn. Um, so I thought this was an... I watched a fair bit of this actually. I thought it was pretty good, and then the golf courses we talked about earlier really, Hard. really let them, you know, really let them play a good game yeah. of golf, and yeah. had to, had to really commit to what you were doing out there because it wasn't easy, mm-hmm. despite uh, the 13 underscore. Right. Uh, Brooke T15 puts one round in the 60s, putts with a br- blindfold for most of the week. Uh, more encouraged about the ball striking though. Well, the ball striking numbers were terrific. She really hit the ball really well, mm-hmm. and it seems like the driver thing is not. We can put that to bed. It's over, right? Yeah. Great. Yeah, don't have was, to talk about it. That was a question mark coming into the season, right. of course. Yeah. Right, and and I think right from the get-go, and what was it? Was the the first major is when she had to had to use the 46-inch driver, right? right. So right. she's been great off the tee, and even her – so the iron play wasn't as great 
but it was better this week. She was well. Here are the well, stats I read stats like earlier. Eleventh in driving distance at 270, which is about her average. Yeah. Fairways tied for fifth at 92 percent. Greens and regs second at 81. And she was third in strokes gained approach. And just the putting was the putting uh, and the and around yeah. the green. So yeah. it's got to be a positive sign. As someone, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. I'd like to think that she putted so poorly, but still finished tied for 15th. If she has somewhat of a decent week on the greens, around mm-hmm. the greens, that's inside the top 10, inside the top 5, pushing for a major championship win. thought she was going to get the backdoor top 10 for my bet. It's the Rory major finish. Yeah, exactly. The Rory yeah. major finish. Yeah. Well, well, to your point, Adam, it's nice to know that you know we're not working on a million different things here. This is clearly one thing, that her game is actually in good form. Right. She needs to clean up one lane of her game and with the summer we have ahead of us and what's still coming up on the LPGA tour, which is a ton, just like the PGA tour, they got a ton of important events still in front of them. Does this mean we're all encouraged? We're all kind of excited of what she might do over the next three months? I think you have to be given the start she had to the season too. And you know, until she had that if it was an illness and injury, we we're not really sure. But she got off to a great start to the season and now a top a T15, really not having her best stuff around the greens. You have to be glass half full for Brooke Henderson for the rest of the summer. And, and you know, although she, she didn't play well on the weekend, Motomi LeBlanc is still a really good story this year. Coming back, she shot 79-81, but she was doing really well, 72-73 the first two rounds. And her kind of return after this brief retirement, I think, is a really underrated really story in Canadian job. golf yeah. right now. She is playing with some confidence and playing um, one of the longest hitters out there as well. So... I think we'll keep an eye on her as we get going. It's always exciting, Brooke, every week. We get excited because she has the potential to win every week. However, when you talk about the one thing in her game, that's the one thing in her game that's been lacking for a number of years. Very streaky putter around the green. She's not very good. Mm -hmm. And and that's been consistently not very good. So, um, Is is it – so we've had these conversations about players throughout the years, not just Brooke, but this is an extended run. And I haven't seen a lot of change in that area. Like, to me, the things she's still working on, the the ideas and the concepts in how to get better at them haven't changed. Unlike a Jordan Spieth. Remember, like, Jordan went, you know, like, look at, you watch Jordan now in the pre-shot routine and all those dramatic, like, uh, pre-shot routine swings he's going on and the sensations where he feels like he's throwing it, trying to take away one side of the golf course, da-da-da-da. I mean, this is a, it looks like a different human being than the guy that dominated in 2015. Mm-hmm. Brooke, from my standpoint, like, I haven't seen her practice, okay, so I am not inside the ropes watching her practice with this, but from her, from a mechanic standpoint, the way she putts and the way she chips and pitches a golf ball around the greens, I just think, okay, some days she, some weeks she has really good weeks and wins, and then some weeks she just has really bad weeks, and, and maybe scripts this, but I don't see a lot of difference from four years ago, where we were having the same conversation, mm-hmm. to now, mechanically or conceptually on what she's trying to do. I think it's more the around the green portion. That's a concern, right? Yeah, we see, I think like, we've talked to this a hundred times yeah. where her, she's a streaky putter. Right. You know, she's not really all that different from someone like Corey Connors, for instance. He's His margins for, for the are, are a little narrower than hers, right. but she has a bad week or she has a good week. But the wedge play has been consistently uh, lacking, lacking, and she's really only got one one wedge shot. She doesn't yeah. have a this variety of shots. That's what I'm talking about. Out of, the right. Out of the bunkers. Out of the bunkers, her numbers are pretty right. horrible. This is what I'm talking about. So. Conceptually looking at, hey, let's go work on and let's find more tools for the tool and chest. Her, her strokes game putting numbers aren't awful this year. Right. Right? They're actually like, much improved. You, you mentioned it, Skull, the, the hot start. Like, she was putting really well yeah. in those tournaments, much right? Better. So. 
Well, we will, up around the green. we will see if uh, if she can catch a wave with some big golf coming up. Speaking of coming up, on the other side, it is three dub. It is winners, weird, and what. We are on location, St. George's Golf Club for the RBC Canadian Open. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. Back to Golf Talk Canada on location, RBC Canadian Open, St. George's Golf Club. We are at the rink, the par 360. Lefty Greg Chalmers is in the background, pitching some golf balls adjacent to the green here to some whole locations throughout the week. Kevin Stadler with him. Kevin Stadler with him. That's a good one in there, nice and tight. Well done. All right. Might make par. We will see. Going to be a fun week here, guys. Uh, I just want to thank Jamie Rydell for sitting in with us. Uh, Jamie uh, producing all things here, golf on the on the network as well, part of the team. And uh, and we will be here on location all week. And the channel, of course, uh, Overdrive here all five days. And first up, jumping in with us on location uh, starting on Wednesday. Okay, boys, it is that time. It is winners, weird, and what? And, Adam, this week the tea is yours. 348. Oh. <laughs> oh man, that is sweet. Okay, gents, my winner this week, and I, I just have to read this out because this was crazy. <laughs> okay, so this is in the Minneapolis Golf Club, and this is something that will probably never happen again. 13 year old Preston Miller made a hole in one with a seven iron from 121 yards on the fourth hole. Now he, now he did a cardinal sin where he kept using the ball, kept using the ball, got to the seventh hole thought he lost his ball oh no he lost his ball so after the round uh he found out that someone else had a hole in one and that other person found the golf ball just coincidentally that preston had used come on and with that same golf ball got a hole in one come on wow, that will ne- I, that will never happen ever this is stories true i mean everything on the internet is it obviously <laughs> true. It wasn't on Wikipedia. This is TwinCitiesGolf.com, so let's hope they're, they're well, the leading voice. The leading voice in golf. How le- did he know what was the other guy's ball? Because, so, good question. Good, Very question, good question, Bob. There was a logo <laughs> on the golf ball. The SLP golf team logo was on the golf ball. SLP golf team. Not is sure that from the, was that one of the live teams? Yeah, yeah. Yes, right. that's yeah. the uh, <laughs> yeah Chase Kepka led Chase team, right? Kepka right and there. Kevin Oz. How wild that could be winner weird what could be anything bizarre. you want. Wow, wasn't that like that's wow? That's crazy. There's some wild crazy. So I'm sorry, doing Johnny Carson because we just had the drop in. It was crazy. I did not know that. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, my weird this week. That one right over my head. By the way, yeah, Bob's a Bob. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my my weird this week, and this goes back to the first round at the Memorial. Hideki Matsuyama. Oh, uh, he. We could do a whole show on Hideki this yeah, week. Off yeah, off to off to a decent start, and I, I know on television this week we'll we'll talk about him hitting it onto a bridge. Yes, was crazy yeah. in that sense. But he gets pulled aside by a rules official, and you're out of here. And so there were some markings on the club face of his three wood, 
and he was doing it for, uh, with his coach or caddy or both for some sort of alignment to try to see where he was hitting it on the club face, and these markings were deemed illegal. Right. So you're out of here. No paint on the face, right, Bob? That's right, no paint on the face, and he, he just obviously didn't even think that it would be an infraction. Uh, and all it would have taken is, like, a wet cloth and a wipe. And Something. Would have been Amazing. Amazing. Pretty crazy that that would disqualify. He was one of my edge picks That's for the right. week as well. That's right. Former champion. His first ever PGA Tour event uh, victory almost came 10 years ago at the Memorial. That's I, right. And I thought, finally healthy, a two-time winner, not so much. Former champ, DQ'd. Okay, my what this week. I know everyone set their PVRs. They rejigged their entire schedules to watch another edition of The Match. Oh God! You know, I, I forgot it was on. <laughs> you and a thousand. Truthfully, million, I also other totally. People. Yeah. So it was Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Of course, Brady retired for about a second, and now he's back playing. The old guys got it done, and I've got to say, it was. I watched for about ten minutes, which is about nine minutes too long. But they had the the crowd so close to the greens. A lot of people got actually pegged because these guys aren't professional players. And Josh Allen lost about twelve golf balls in the twelve holes they played. It was entertaining. It was different. But you really need a pro. Okay, play but hold events. on a second, too, Adam. Do you remember the good old days when you had to wait till American Thanksgiving to get golf that nobody cared about? Yeah. yeah. We're in the middle of June. We're having a match nobody cares about. We're having a 54-hole shotgun nobody cares about. I'm like, this is what golf is supposed to be like December 1st, not that's in happen- June. But that's what happens when you get NFL quarterbacks. They're not really available. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Good point. So. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this is strange. I mean, I'm curious. Hopefully the next time around we see, you know. You know what they should have done is they could have done this in January in the playoffs and just use the Jets quarterback, the Jaguars quarterback. <laughs> could have done that. That's right. Okay. Okay, Mark, the T is now yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Well, gentlemen, my winner this week is C.T. Penn. Why? Because he opened the memorial with a 76 highlighted by a 10 on the 11th hole. He made a 10, and that is just glorious to see a golf professional playing on the best tour in the world go out and make a 10. But the reason he's my winner he makes the cut, comes back with the 68. In fact, he fought that first seven, round of 76 in the clubhouse. Could have been way worse. Could have been 80-something after a 10. And he actually makes it to the weekend. Bob, I love it. Hanging around, playing four rounds, and grabbing a check. The guys I play golf with, we have a rule. It's called the NFT rule. And it's no um, freaking 10s. It's, <laughs> it's not quite that. So you got to pick your ball yeah. up when you get to 9. By uh, weird this week, Max Homa. 99 putts, Max Homa, this week. He broke the memorial record. Now, I'm still trying to do some deep uh, digging here on where this stands up historically for the PGA Tour in general, but I know that 99 putts at Murfield Village is the lowest total by any player in the long history of this golf tournament since 1980, and they've been keeping these stats. You think of all the great players that have won at the Memorial over the years, the great champions, the amazing putting performances. No one has had less than 100 putts until this weekend, Max Homa. Why is it my weird? He didn't win. (laughs) (laughs) How do you go out and break every historic putting record in tournament history and walk away with a T5? Well, I mean, you basically got to, like, come tumbling to earth in every other cat. You say you must miss a lot of greens. <laughs> You've been a great well, chipper. Imagine if Brooke Henderson had had that historic oh. week putting. She would have won by 12 shots. <laughs> you, you would, totally. Right. You're totally. combining Max Homa on the greens and Brooke, and Brooke Henderson tee to green and 
you've got and, the ultimate plan. And you're right? going to laugh at me. I totally forget what my what is this week. I totally forget. <laughs> okay. I totally forget. My what this week is? I've lost my mind already. <laughs> it's Monday, and I totally forget what it is. How about, okay, your what this week? I believe that Patrick Reed's caddy is on this hole right now. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Without, without P. Reed? I, I don't. We can't really see around if if he's on no, the tee just, right now. I think he's just walking up there. He's just walking up yeah. right now. So no, Patrick Reed in the field. It's a good news that I forgot my what anyway. You want to know why? We're running late again. Yeah. We've been running late all morning. <laughs> so it's just easy. Bob, the tee is yours. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun. We're having fun. <laughs> Look, it went further than your ball. All right, my winner this week is a guy who's going to be a big popular guy here. In fact, he made his PGA de- uh, Tour debut here back in 2010, and that's Adam Hadwin. But at the Memorial, he did something he has yes. never done on the PGA Tour. He actually made a hole-in-one, and he celebrated. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Boy, did he celebrate. That he was went, the best part. He went a little bit crazy on it. In fact, some guys called him out on Twitter, and he says, act like you've been there before. He says, I haven't been here before. Yeah. This is my first time. <laughs> So good for Adam Hadwin. The other, the other good tweet, of course, is from his wife, uh, Jessica, who is a brilliant on Twitter, if you want to follow him. He says, she said, I don't think I've ever made him this excited. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love the reaction. To me, that was everything. To see a PGA Tour pro get that excited for a hole-in-one, I mean, that, that was so good. cool. And when, when he missed uh, the club falling on his head after when he threw it in the air, that was also that was a great little ball <laughs> yeah. uh, My weird this week is, um, is a, a – a, another Twitter video that got posted up by the PGA Tour, and it was of the divot destruction on the range after the first round of, at Muirfield Village. They showed, basically, they did a little pan across all the different divot patterns, and it was absolutely destroyed, like it is every week here. But you don't realize that if you never have the chance to go out and see that, you never really see it. And most of them are very good. You know how you're supposed to make your divots, a thin line from back to front, not sort of like in a wide patch. But there were a couple... And there was one that looked like some guy must have been hitting with a shovel. He was going <laughs> outside in with every shot. So the divot pattern, I don't know why, but it was very intriguing to me to go and watch the divot pattern. That's interesting. That, I love it. I mean, like you get, if you go, obviously, you know, go to an, you know, any, any driving range here in the GTA, you'll see a bunch of different patterns. But, yeah, this is something <laughs> Pattern? A pattern? Yeah, I don't yeah. know if those are Maybe, patterns. Maybe, you know, sometimes. Yeah. I just like to see where the, uh, where the sod all goes because you oh, can pick it up goodness. and probably sell it yeah, somewhere. So. Yeah. And my what this week is, we go back to Augusta National, even though we haven't been there for a while, to the Eureka Earth, and you look down, they have a shot from up above, Mm -hmm. and the par three course is essentially gone. Yeah, they've scalped it. They have scalped it right down. Uh, They've drained the ponds. They're going to do a big redo, apparently, I guess. That's the only explanation I I can think of. And, of course, the par three course is, you don't get to see it very often, a little bit when they show uh, the par three. We used to have our set on there for many years when we were doing uh, Augusta National, doing the Masters. And... There is a there is a uh, great saying from Davis Love. He said the two best conditioned golf courses in the world are Augusta National and the Par Three. <laughs> the par three's your, that's it. I remember my what? Oh okay. yeah, okay. I remember here my what. We're is out of time. Yeah. 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 time Wrap it up here. Yeah. We have two RVC ambassadors not in the field here this week, but it's not because there's four actually. But four. Okay, yeah, no, four but total, the, but two no, not, the yeah. two not because they don't want to be here. Right. Due to travel restrictions. Oh yes. Webb Simpson and Matt Kuchar, who intended to be in the field here mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. RBC ambassadors and want to play, unable to come into the field. So that's right. <clears throat> there, you know, there's 
there are probably quite a few of those players who are not in the field for yes. those reasons. Caddies just, as well, Bob. Yep. It's just because, of course, they are ambassadors that we got to know, and they were sort of ready to play, wanting right. to play. So wanting a lot to play. of players who probably just said right from the start, right. well, that's another tournament. That happened in Bermuda as well. Yes, yes. Obviously, what we're speaking of is vaccination requirements is what we are alluding to or assuming right. are, are, is the reason. But uh, too bad. Uh, would have been uh, great to see them both in the field. And Both uh, nice guys. Both, both super really nice, nice guys. guys, yes. And Webb uh, recently really kind of coming into form again. He's had some pretty good starts recently. After recently. really struggling. Yeah. We were wondering about him. Like, because you wake up one day and all of a sudden you're old. You know this as a goalie. Yes. One day you wake up oh, yeah. and you're just you, you all of a sudden the puck's going by again. Yeah. You were Dominic Hasek holding a Vesna trophy, and then and I was then, Roman. And Chet now Man you're Mike Smith. Yeah. And I was worried about Webb and, and going down that that rabbit hole, uh, but not the case. Webb Simpson uh, did get his game back, but unfortunately not here this week. Okay, but we're here this week. TSN Radio 1050 on location for five days of the RBC Canadian Open. Golf Talk Canada all five days. Overdrive bringing you home all five days. And starting Wednesday, first up joins us right here at the RBC Canadian Open. On the other side, we will put a bow on things and get you caught up on all leaderboards. There were a ton in the world of golf. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cadillac. Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by... Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 fit, while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, on location all week at the RBC Canadian Open, and the only drawback of sitting here staring down the par 360th where our studio is this week at the rink is now I want to peg it up and go play more. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just calm. There's there's not much wind out there. The temperature's climbing. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I think we could all go out there and, and put up a number and scare scare the guys in the clubhouse. I mean, it, we put up a number. It wouldn't, you know, it might be a high number. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's a Monday qualifier. Maybe yeah. you can still get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get it. What do we do with this afternoon? Yeah, no, exactly, like, yeah. All right, let's get you caught up on some leaderboards. Leaderboard updates brought to you by Bushnell Golf, bushnellgolf.com, your leader in range finders in the world of golf. Go to bushnellgolf.com for all your needs. Davis Thompson getting it done at the Rex Hospital Open on the Corn Ferry Tour. It's a one-shot VIN. Vin over Vincent Norman and Andrew Young. You like to Vin on the Corn Ferry <laughs> Tour, as I you like do. To vin, Vin, Vin. And then on the PGA Tour Canada is back, which is great news. So there's a lot of Canadiana. We're here at the RBC Canadian Open for the first time in three years. But don't forget the PGA Tour Canada is back. It's the Royal Beach Victoria Open. And Scott Stevens gets it done in a three-person playoff over Jake Knapp. Uh, Scott's going to join us next Monday on Golf Talk Canada Radio. And we'll hear from the latest winner on PGA 
Tour Canada. Principal Charity Classic on the Champions Tour. Jerry Kelly in a playoff over Kurt Triplett. Well done to Jerry Kelly. Two off the pace was Bernard Longer and Stephen Elker. Again, Longer and Elker will not go away. Incredible stories, both of those gentlemen. And at the Memorial, Billy Horschel, a four-shot walk-off win over Aaron Wise, Patrick Cantley, and Joaquin Neiman were six off the pace as Billy Horschel wins his first event of the year, but seventh of his PGA Tour career. And again, has almost got to $5 million already. And when you think about the fact that, uh, I mean, we've got two majors still ahead of us. We've got three playoff events still ahead of us. Obviously, RBC Canadian Open this week, Horschel uh, not in the field. But I mean, this is a career year going to happen for Billy Horschel here. But how about the team event coming up the president's cup that u.s team which absolutely ran away with the Ryder cup last year is could look totally different with a bunch of new blood coming in which is totally different but they'll have you know but it's amazing sam burns billy horschel i mean scotty scheffler was the 12th man on that american team and now he's the top ranked player in the world there's an opening there too i think dg i don't think yeah Yeah, exactly yeah Yeah. right and now you know what and everything we've you know we say whatever you want about DJ, and he hasn't won since the November 2020 Masters, and we talked a lot about, about him today because of, of the 54-hole sh- shotgun exhibition he's playing in. <laughs> but but he did go 5-0. and oh. Yes. Right? He dominated. He's dom- sorry, 4-0 and oh at the Ryder Cup. No, no, he went 5-0. Five, five five he did go 5-0 yep. and oh at the Ryder Cup. So, But to your point, Adam, there is going to be new blood. But, I mean, I think we got to get our head around the fact that the leaders of that team now, the leaders of that U.S. team are now uh, – Still Spieth and Thomas, mm-hmm. Morikawa, Cantley, Shoffley. Yeah. Those are going to be the regulars. Those five or six names are, are a Scheffler. They're sticking, and they're sticking for good, whether it's Ryder Cup or President's Cup. And then the other spots sprinkle in that, you know, Sam Burns, three-time winner on the PGA Tour and in the field this week. So, right. I mean... It's tough. It is tough to crack these teams. Uh, we're running out of time. Only a couple of minutes left. Uh, 20 Weeks of Taylor Made back. Follow us at Golf Talk Canada on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Golf Talk Canada, Twitter and Instagram. At Taylor Made Golf Canada, Twitter and Instagram. Follow us both. Tag a friend each week. Your chance at over 30000 in prizing throughout the year on Golf Talk Canada, including a custom fit set of TaylorMade golf clubs at the end of the year you get treated like Rory McIlroy for the day as well as a trip for two to Casa de Campo the Dominican Republic the grand prize alone is worth over $10,000 but you can't win if you don't play so follow us tag a friend get involved 20 weeks TaylorMade we're here all week RBC Canadian Open 10 a.m. to 12 noon if you're on location this week if you've come out to support and watch the best players in the world in our national championship swing by the 16th it's the rink our studio just right of the t-deck here at the par 3 16th at st george's give us a wave uh first up we'll join the uh rotation on wednesday and of course overdrive here all week with us as well all five days monday to friday bob on location for tsn and tsn.ca doing sports center hits etc etc adam will be here all week working for tsn edge we'll be doing golf talk canada tv from property this week and then starting thursday I'll be doing uh, PGA Tour Radio. And if you're out on the grounds this week and you like to watch some live golf and you're wondering what a bunch of people are doing walking around with a headset in their ear, they're listening to live play-by-play of PGA Tour Radio so they can be on the golf course 
and still know what's happening in the golf tournament. It's free on PGATour.com. And if you're a subscriber, you got it already. But if you're if you're just out here and you're usually a TSN listener, which I expect you to be, and you want to, though, get caught up on the tournament, uh, you can uh, check us out on PGATour.com. I'll be doing that as of Thursday. Guys, thanks so much. Thank you. We'll see you both tomorrow morning. Right. All good. Let's have a great week. Let's do it. Enjoy the national championship. Glad it's back. Remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. Thank you for listening. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 Fit, while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.